Hey guys, so this is the Anchorman's podcast. Um, welcome if you're new. This is actually our first show. So uh, we're uh, three pretty normal guys that decided, hey, you know what? Someone might want to listen to us and uh, join in the conversation. So as I said, there's three of us here. We're going to be going through a couple topics today. It's uh, kind of an interesting one because we're actually starting this podcast on Super Bowl Sunday. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to introduce our other two co-hosts. And uh, the first one is Alan. So I'll let him take it away. Hey, hey, how you doing? Thank you. Thank you for that very nice introduction, Mr. Trevor. Uh, I should have to say to the only two people that are going to be listening to us that we did not meant to have our our first day on a Super Bowl. It just happened. So, so we we're just going to like, oh, okay, so let's just talk about it and let's see how it goes. So yeah, to the only those two people that are listening to, uh, hi, mom, I love you um let me just introduce to our other co-host he's the only one the prince the beautiful man mr michael kendrick well thank you now i'm in a very high uh, <laughs> uh high pedestal <laughs> uh yes uh, my name is michael I'm from uh, oregon and uh you know thank you for tuning in to anchorman where uh, all your dreams come into reality <laughs> and uh yeah so Big thing uh, today was the Super Bowl. I don't know if you guys are any fans of the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, you know, I I, I enjoy football. I'm not, I don't watch it religiously, but uh, I enjoy a game here and there. I'm not. I don't have a team that I root for, but definitely uh, interesting to watch for sure. I, I only know the Cowboys. That's it. <laughs> oh well, that's kind of uh, interesting, yeah, because. Um, me and my wife are actually big Dallas Cowboys fans. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. not. That's not. I, I will consider you guys my brothers. But by the way, I don't think we introduced like our host right here, Mr. Trevor Ritz. How are you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, just uh, hanging out on the Sunday evening. Uh, it's been sort of a long day, you know, with the game and everything. But um, had some plans that fell through. But it's been good. Uh, I'm actually from Las Vegas. I know Alan's also from Las Vegas. Um, and uh. It's been a good day, though, so thank you for that intro. Um, we do have a couple topics, so uh, like we were saying, getting to Super Bowl, what did you guys think about the game? You know, what did you think about the different calls, different um, play styles? Um, yeah, what, what what were you guys feeling? Uh, well, you know, I kind of I, – I, I really liked the game. It was – pretty strong first and second quarter I because I, I, I don't know like it felt it could have been anyone's game um, but then within the third quarter I felt like Tom Brady kind of figured out what was gonna what's gonna be um, of Holmes and the uh, Kansas City Chiefs um, you know I, I both teams weren't really my my favorites but I was kind of rooting for the Buccaneers my dad and my mom were rooting for the Chiefs um, I, I do like the Chiefs because they're, they are a young team. Uh, you got Holmes and, um, uh, and so, yeah, third, third in the fourth quarter, it was just Tom Brady and, and, uh, and, um, who was that one player? Uh, he came out of retirement. Oh yeah. 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 Brown. Oh. Um, oh, I, I, I'm blanking right now. Totally so then start with the G or. No, uh, Antonio Brown. Is that you're talking about? Oh, give me a second here. I think I think it's Antonio Brown. I think that's who you're talking about. Um, 
Yeah, so I found it interesting, um, like you were saying, in that fourth quarter, it was kind of the Tom Brady show. I find it interesting because um, they definitely got things figured out. I feel like the Chiefs had their line was just falling apart. Their uh, That offensive line in the front, their tackles, and just everybody was falling apart and letting that pocket collapse. Um, I was trying to look up because... The Chiefs did play the Buccaneers this season, correct? I'm correct in saying that, or no? I nope. I don't think they did, did they? I thought they did, but I'm I'm going crazy. I don't think they did because it's the different conferences. Um, so I'm being I'm just going crazy. It was just interesting Gronkowski. to see. Oh, Gronk, yeah, Gronk, yeah, Gronk. I, that's I cannot believe that I forgot, but yeah, came out of retirement, man, and he he was showing, dude. I mean, that's a big fella. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's a pretty big guy. Well, on my side, well, first of all. Uh, six, six, dude. Well, first of all, no. Like, <laughs> I know I gave my answer already, but no, Dallas are not the only teams that I know. Like, I was just joking for those who, who didn't take the joke. Uh, no, like. <laughs> oh, I, I Dallas Cowboys? No, with... that's the only team, dude. That's the best team. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, that, that I can agree with you. Uh, that I can agree with you. <laughs> Oh, boy. We're going to have a lot of people hating with. this. <laughs> We're going to have a lot, a lot of, of people haters after this. this. Yeah. <laughs> no, I guess I, I would like, like uh, I was the same as Trevor. You know, I don't religiously follow it, but I do like it. And I, I, I do like to watch the games. I mean, I don't follow it, but, you know, if I'm like, like I don't know, at a restaurant or whatever, and then they're playing it. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll do enjoy watching it. And, um, man, it was the, – the, the way the, the game went – like I didn't expect it to be like like this uh, smashing between uh, the Buccaneers going to the Chiefs because I know the Chiefs are good teams, but honestly, like on my lack of uh, knowledge of football, I was like, "Who are the Buccaneers?" <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, "Who are these guys?" He's like, "Wait, I know it's Tom Brady, but well, who are these other guys?" <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. So I was like, "Okay, so you know, I, I'm I always had like this thing of like." Uh, I always go for the uh, for the for the rookie or for the underdog. So I mean, of course it's Tom Brady, so he's definitely not an underdog. But for me, you know, like as a team, I was kind of like, okay, so I believe that you know the Chiefs are gonna be like, you know, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard for both teams to win. So you know, I was like, uh, I was kind of like that. But whenever I start seeing like after the second half, I was like, okay, uh, I mean, I can definitely tell that. At least mentally, the Chiefs were kind of like going, like going downhill. That something happened right there, but you know, like just as Michael said, Tom Brady just figured out like what yeah. was going on. Uh, he uses his experience to, you know, he's been already in what six, seven Super Bowls already. So he uses his whole experience and and you know his talent to, you know, just say like, okay, guys, we already know what to do, so let's get on with it. Yeah. Did you have something to uh, throw in there, Michael? Um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it was a really fun game. I, I really did like it a lot. Um, it could have been really anyone's game because all the way up to the fourth quarter, I think the Chiefs could have came out of this. Um, yeah. You know, and you have to realize the Chiefs won the Super Bowl last year against San, San Francisco 49ers, um, which, which is another good team. Um, but, you know, Holmes – could have probably won this game, you know, if, if they yeah. just were able to stop having some of like the uh, uh, flags that they had and 
gave a little bit to Tom Brady. Because the thing about Trump, uh, Tom Brady is that if you give him some slack here and there, he'll, he's going to take it. Yeah, um, for sure. I, I mean, he's just that good. Yeah, so I have a, I have an interesting question because I've had a lot, I've been texting a lot of people back and forth who are much bigger football fans than I am. Um, I will probably sound very uneducated, uneducated multiple times throughout this topic um, because, like I said, it's not my strongest suit. I played football in high school and uh, I learned. I'll say here. Yeah, yeah, I played for about a year. Uh, I got hurt and ended up not going back, but um. I know enough to get by, but I don't follow stats or teams very much. But the one thing that I've always noticed, and it's something that I've always heard, and you brought up the flag situation, this is why I bring this up, is do you think there is some favoritism towards the Buccaneers versus the Chiefs? Um, in, in specific, one of the things that I noticed was like it was, I think it was either in the second or third quarter that um, – one of the, the the Buccaneers grabbed the Chiefs guy, kind of started roughing him up. And this was after the play. All this was after the play. Um, so kind of roughed him up. And then the Chiefs guy kind of smacked him on the helmet. And it drew a flag. And I was, I was looking. I was like, huh, it's kind of interesting because they both had contact after the play. You know, they were both – they were both um, – having that debate of course they're talking crap and um what did, did you think there's favoritism towards one team or the other and that's a question for both of you um well you know that's actually a pretty good question because the, normally you will see or like a regular instant consider uh, how how moral at least how moral of the nfl tries to be you will think that they will actually, you know, will say, uh, will, will do something about it. But, but it's true, you know, it was a little bit sketchy, uh, uh, you know, like I know what you're saying, that, you know, the referee, he was just like, like uh, we were asking like, okay, so what are you doing? Just like I tell you, like a natural instinct will be like, hey, let's do justice right here. But what does what, what the, uh, what, what the referee did? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, it, it was just interesting because I noticed, um, and like I said, I've had I have a lot of people that follow football a lot closer. And like, man, it seems really biased. It seems like a lot of the flags are getting thrown with the Chiefs doing things, but then when the Bucks do it, it's like it's kind of a null and void thing. So I don't know how you guys felt about. Like I said, you guys probably I know um, Michael probably watches a lot more uh, football than I do, um, but uh, well. Also, throwing in there, Brady's, of course, not stellar record with, um, we won't say cheating. We'll say with uh, altering the game to be positive in, in, in light of his team. Uh, so, I, you know, it is kind of interesting, some of the stats for this game. So, the Chiefs have had uh, 11 uh, penalties. And let's see, the Buccaneers had four. Um, so it might seem like, of course, that the, the Tom Brady might have gotten the favorites out of them. But I think quite a bit of some of these penalties that Chiefs did were just self-inflicted. Um, you know, they might have – I think some of them were actually done close to the later of the, of the third and fourth quarter, uh, which at that time, you know, the Buccaneers were already getting in their minds. They're already getting touchdowns. Um, and so I think maybe some of them might have, uh, 
I guess in, in, in a, in a way might've helped Tom Brady. Um, but you know, Tom Brady is just such an extraordinary player being that he's already been there. You know, that, that was the seventh, well, actually 10th time. This will be a seventh Super Bowl. Um, you know, he's just so kind of basically relaxed and in tune to what he's doing. I mean, there was some crazy shots that both Tom, Tom Brady and Holmes did. Um, I don't want to say this is like, you know, it was sort of like a clean game, but to me, it felt like, you know, it's just Tom Brady and the team um, outplayed them close to the third and fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah. But the penalties do show a different story, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I agree with uh, that with Michael. I mean, Tom Brady, he doesn't have nothing else to prove. I mean, either, I mean, even if the, if the uh, referees were like, lean more on the Buccaneers. I mean, Tom Brady in the whole game itself, he already showed who he is. And he has been showing that for years and years. So, I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure that there's going to be some people that are going to be like, well, this might not be as clean as the other ones. Yeah, it's just because, yeah, the referee's going to lean to the Buccaneers. But either way, if the, I, I believe that even if the referees wouldn't have done that and they would have been like, let's just say extra, extra fair if you want to call it like that like like call every game and every play mm-hmm. i believe still that tom brady uh would have done something about it to win the game so i don't think that that kind of effect will affect too much on on the end result of the game sure because it's just because of what i say you know tom brady he's an amazing player mm-hmm. uh i'm pretty sure that by many people is considered the best football player, football player of, uh, of all time so i mean again he doesn't have nothing else to prove so either way i don't think that this this is like a like a like a black like a dark spot on his career not yeah. my opinion at least yeah yeah so the the one thing i could throw in there with that just as a caveat and i'm just kind of playing devil's advocate like i said i'm not i'm not i don't have a um a horse in this race you know i don't i don't like either team like i said um for me i don't have a favorite team when i'm watching i because i played football in high school and i learned about it and how much skill it really takes um i just enjoy watching the game you know for what it is and people say there's a lot of people like oh that's so stupid blah blah, blah, whatever you have to have a team um but that's kind of where i i look at is i look at the skill on both sides of the field so the one thing that is a caveat to that he doesn't have to prove himself but the notoriety, which he already has notoriety, which we know that, so it's it's only gonna go up. I mean, I'm sure the first time he hit and and went to the uh, Super Bowl and won, it probably was a lot more notoriety than okay, you've won seven times. It's kind of like the same story over again, but there are money incentives, so that could be one draw to that. Where yes, maybe he doesn't have anything to prove. I mean, he's Tom Brady. But the money incentives, things like that, we know how that drives people. Um, you're gonna say something, Kendrick. Or, uh, Michael, uh, sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no problem. Uh, it, it is kind of interesting. We talked about that the, the money incentive um, because at the end of the game, uh, I think it's five minutes into the the, the the part, he basically says, you know, they ask him questions. So are you gonna be coming back again? He's like, oh yeah, no, we're gonna be playing again with this team. And I was thinking. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, Buccaneers will probably will seal them for another two, two or five years. It just kind of depends. But um, you think it's probably going to be like 
80 or $100 million contract with a $35 or $45 uh, million um, dollar, uh, signing bonus. I mean, you know, and it's, that's, that's going to be hard. Even if he said, you know, he didn't want to. It's going to be so hard to say no to that because yeah, I mean, yeah, look, talks. he's 43 and he won the Super yeah. Bowl and it looked like it was kind of flawless to the third and fourth quarter. Yeah, for uh, sure. So yeah, let, let, go ahead. Okay. Let me ask you this. Uh, it is something that I don't know. So I would like you to have a little, uh, to, to tell me like, what is the, the average age where a football player, a quarterback and specifically normally retires? It, I think it's like between 35 and 40. I was gonna say I was thinking like between thirty five and thirty seven. Um, yeah. I, I can I can probably Google it really quick. Um, well, I mean, probably I agree saying, with that. I mean, just just saying uh, something that you know, Michael just say you know he's uh, he's forty he's forty three. So I mean he's I mean he's definitely you know like uh, like pushing a it. What's up? Oh, like a veteran, yeah, and he's pushing it. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, he looks so young it, yeah. when he's playing, man. I tell you, yeah, yeah, he's pushing it. So. So I mean, I believe it could be like a like a balance of both, you know, a balance of like him loving the sport and him getting paid, because I mean, of course, uh, like uh, I mean, you're talking about he's he's getting like millions and millions of dollars, and even though he's like like uh, old, considered to be like a, you know a football player, he's he's still on it, and you know he's you can definitely tell you know he that he's giving his best uh, whenever uh, whenever he plays, so. I, I like to think that it's a, a little bit of both. So, I mean, of course, it's not that I'm blaming him to, to you know, just to do it for money because, I mean, of course, like, if you get this this amazing amount of money, and, of course, it's something that you still want to keep going on. And if you feel that your body, you know, is still, like, it, it still can handle it, I'll be like, okay, then, you know, just keep doing it. So, I, I think it's incredible uh, uh, what he's doing right now, you know, just for, for the A, for the career and, and, and everything. And he's still getting, like, these opportunities to keep playing yeah so uh I, I googled it what what is the average age that quarterbacks typically retire in the nfl and uh according to reddit the first answer is a year a year or two after they should have so that's the first answer <laughs> um <laughs> year or two <laughs> I, I think <laughs> yeah it's pretty funny it says uh one person says all quarterbacks retire at the age of 36 and someone responded and said no earlier no later 36 exact unless they're canadian then they get to play until they're 37 <laughs> So, I, I think I think we're around that average, uh, around like we said between thirty five, thirty seven. Um, from what I can see, these are very uneducated uh, guesses here, but um, from from the looks of it, it seems like it's around around that age. Um, and yeah, I think it's interesting because he, being that he's paid so much, um. It definitely is an incentive to keep playing, but I think he he does genuinely enjoy the game, which is cool. I mean, it's cool that you've played that long, because I know uh, there's you. I feel like there's a lot of players who are passionate about it who it ends up becoming kind of a drag because they lose that passion to play. That's why I feel like um, even in like the NHL, you see players retire. Um, maybe because it's taking a toll on their body or they have that passion there, but they can't play like they used to. And they retire and they usually go coach. They usually go back to the team um, that they're playing on a coach. So it's very interesting. But with that being said about the retirement thing, how much longer do you think Tom Brady is going to play um, 
before he retires. I mean, we see he's playing against Mahomes, which literally when Brady went to his first uh, first um, Super Bowl. Sorry, I got family in the background yelling. Um, when he went to his first Super Bowl, he uh, he Mahomes was six. So, I mean, you're talking someone you said he's 43. So what you said, uh, Michael? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you're talking <laughs> Mahomes is 25. So, I mean, mm-hmm. depending There's on There's a meme much, about it. It, it. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> yeah, I have to send it to you. But it's it's a it's a baby face of, of Holmes. And then next to it is a, of <laughs> an old face of Brady. <laughs> it's like so funny. <laughs> That's pretty good. The internet's hilarious. I, uh, I watched someone meme. They made a meme of... Um, the weekend running through those mirrors and it's like when you lose your mom in the supermarket um sidebar anyway getting back to it (laughs) i mean if you think about it it, eventually yeah even if even if brady plays for another five years he'll be almost 50 and mahomes won't even be 30 i mean he'll be at 30 let's say they face a couple more times how much more beating do you think that brady can take i mean his team does well protecting him also with that question, you can answer this. Um, when was the last time the Buccaneers went to the Super Bowl? Um, just you could—that's kind of both questions because I think you may know. I'll him. Google that. Well, I—I I was gonna go with uh, the Tom Brady. Yeah, go for it. Uh, you know, I, here's the thing. So Tom Brady signed to a two-year um, contract with the Buccaneers. Um, mm-hmm. You know, basically last year. So that will kind of seal the deal all the way until he's 44, 45. Uh, I mean, you got to think about it. It was a $50 million uh, contract guaranteed. And in each of those years, so the two years would be $4.5 million of of incentives for the the deal itself. Um, And so I think he's going to just play those two years and then see from that point on. um, You know, he could have retired right there and then. Yeah. And then just cut the contract. But I think he's going to fulfill it. Um, Woody, after after the contract of the two years, so let's just say he's 45 at that time. Man, you know, I, there are so many times during his, his career that he could have just retired, really. He yeah. could have retired after four, five, and six, right? Seven, of course, he already said, you know, there's no way. Yeah, so um, I don't know if you – uh, just, just as a sidebar question, um, when did he sign that contract? I don't know if you did. You say that, and I neglected to hear it. Or uh, when did he sign that two year? Was it just this year? It was just last year, of, uh, oh, okay. March twentieth. Okay. Yeah. So he, he, so it's like a worth of basically two years. Yeah. And um, but like, it doesn't necessarily you know it's a guarantee, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the player would play all two years. He could just retire after the, the first part of it. So in his case, he already said, yeah, because it's like the um, not the commissioner, but um, the one who is kind of doing the whole uh, part of the Super Bowl. He asked him, you know, hey, are you going to play with the team this year or next year? He's like, yeah. Uh, So that kind of gives you hope, though, that um, he's he's ready to keep playing in homes. Dude, I I bet you five bucks he's going to have more Super Bowl um Super Bowl time. Oh yeah. I mean he's he's a really good player. His team is really good. There was this couple throws at the end of the, the uh, I think at the fourth quarter 
that were like things I've never really seen with other, you know. Are you talking about when he was getting tackled? When he was getting tackled down and was still thrown to the end zone? Yeah, yeah. So he did like a he was getting tackled and he did two uh swerves back and forth. Um, you know, like circulars. And then he threw it in such a way that it was like a laser and it pinpointed the guy, but of course he didn't pick it. Um, and it was close to the end zone. And um, I was like, man, what is going on here? Then if this, you know, if this team is still talented and I think it's just other factors that happened, you know, I mean, that 11 penalties didn't help them. <laughs> no, it helped them out very well. No. Yeah. So um, going back to that, um, were you, I'm sorry. I think I might interrupt you. Were you, were you good? Oh, uh, and the uh, thing that you were asking about last uh, last time that the uh, Buccaneers went to the Super Bowl, is that right? Yeah, correct. So last time was in uh, let's see, two thousand and two, I think. Yeah. Mm, okay. uh, well, right here on Wikipedia, it says that they won uh, on the twenty sixth of January of two thousand and three, and they huh. play against the Oakland Raiders. Is that the one that you're looking at, uh, Michael? With the Buccaneers? Yes. Uh, so let's oh, fact didn't... check that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Raiders in 2002 Super Bowl. Yeah, 2000, right. 2003 and 2000. Uh, I just want to say right here. I'll say it might have been the 02 03 season. Yes, yes. I oh, okay. Yeah. So technically it would be 2002, but they would have won in 2003 because how the season starts. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's true. I mean, if it was in January, so yeah, most likely, yeah. They- yeah, so it would have been the 0-2 season, yeah. so it's been 19 years. So, I mean, obviously, Brady, I mean, and it's not just up to Brady. I always find it funny when people are like, oh, you change a quarterback and the whole team changed. And it's like, no, you don't see what goes on behind those closed doors. You don't see what things change, what dynamics changed within that team. And, of course, the team's probably completely different from 0-2 to, to today. Um but, I mean, obviously he has some drive to that because he's going to be the captain of the team and be that driving force. Um, I had another question. I'm trying to think of what it was. Um, it was something about the penalties, I said. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So so my thinking on it is because I have I was a lineman. I'm, I'm a big dude. So when I was playing football as a lineman, it was funny because the linemen to some people compared to a quarterback, they don't really do anything except for the fact that the fat men in the front are the ones that block the people coming at the quarterback. So if those fat men are not, if they're moving too easy or if they're not fulfilling plays, pulling the right direction or pulling fast enough or, or getting in, in uh protection areas to create that pocket around the quarterback, you know, you can't do anything. You don't have time to make decisions. And that's what it seemed like towards the end is literally the chiefs had zero pocket protection. I mean, they were yeah. breaking through left and right. They even got a sack, I think, is either in the third or fourth quarter, um, maybe late in the third. But it's one of those things where if Mahomes and even Tom Brady, I mean, Tom can pull it out. He does crazy things. Obviously, we saw Mahomes do some crazy throws. Literally, his knees are on the floor, and the guy's throwing the ball 30 yards, almost making touchdowns. Um, but... I know when you get penalties like that, because it seemed like they were hitting a lot harder in the first quarter. Um, They were moving more. But then once they started getting those um, pass interference penalty flags um, and getting some of those calls, it seemed like the fat men kind of stopped hitting. Um, Do you think 
do you think that maybe I mean obviously we see it's four to eleven. Do you think that that could have effect on how the line was holding later on in the game? Is maybe they're saying, hey, you know what? I can hardly even hit people without getting penalty without getting flags thrown. Let me just try to do it differently, and they're just getting blown through. Or do you think it has? I mean, obviously it's kind of a factor in some of these things, but do you think it was more of that or more of just Brady being Brady and just calling good plays and and calling plays where their their line, where the defensive line could get through and make holes? Well, um, I think it might be a combination of both. I mean, because almost by the end of the game, I mean, you can definitely tell that the Chiefs um, uh, line – I mean, it, it was just, it, it wasn't being itself. I mean, you can definitely tell that, you know, they just get past. I mean, and I mean, of course, if you think about it, you know, you just mentioned uh, an important subject, you know, that I can barely touch this guy without getting a flag. So, you know, that could be one of the reasons. I don't know when, you know, like you're losing for a different of like uh, how many, uh, 20, uh, 27, I don't know, like a different, like 20 points. I know at one point it was 22. I don't know if that's ended up what it was at the end, but I think it might have been more. Yeah, well, I mean, and I think in the fourth quarter, uh, none of them make any touchdowns. So, so you know, it, it was. Uh, I mean, you you can tell that that uh, you know morally and mentally, you know, they were going downhill. Yeah. I mean, that happens in like any sport, you know, like once you're losing and you know it's last time, last play, you know, it's it's kind of like your moral your moral shields go down. And uh, I mean, of course, that's also a good factor, you know, about the whole flight thing. But I mean, of course, I also believe that Tom Brady. He was like how you say being Tom Brady, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that, that he that he uses that on his favor. You know, he's a he. As far as concerned, he's the most he was the most experienced player in the in the field in that moment. So I mean, I mean, of course, he 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 knows what he, what he's doing. So I believe it was like a combination, like a combination of both that pretty much uh, explains like like why did that happen? At least that that's what I that's what I saw. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I think there's a couple things here that uh, you know are kind of interesting on on the Kansas City Chiefs going out on the third and fourth quarter compared to the first and second. Um, you know, if you think of like here, here we do see with the rushing yards, um, the Chiefs we 107, and then we have the Buccaneers with 145 rushing yards. So they were basically blowing. At, at, you know, a couple of situations where they're going through um, the defense yeah. of the Chiefs. Um, the, you know, so that kind of adds a little bit of pressure on the defense. Then they actually do add pressure on the offense part where we do have this, the, there's three sacks that were conducted on, on, on the Chiefs um, quarterback, Mahomes. Yeah. And some of them were kind of pretty brutal. There was like, there was one tackle. It was in the third, for, right? Yeah, and then then I think there was a fourth one where Mahomes got hit pretty hard to the point that he was actually limping. He was still playing though. He's like, yeah, we got to play the next the next play. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw it because the announcers pointed that out that he was limping. Oh yeah, yeah, dude, and, and that was like a, a big hit to their psyche. Yeah. Um, and then you have another addition to the penalties. I mean, that's like eleven penalties. So all these things, man, they add up, and uh, it's not but- an easy. Uh, road to get back up on top of that, all that stuff. You know, what does that do to your head, man? It should make you think, like, what does that do to your head? Yeah, yeah for sure. So the other interesting part that I found about this, uh, that I found interesting about it, 
is this is the first Super Bowl that's been played in a home stadium. Now, with that being said, do we think that's, I mean, that obviously, I mean, everybody knows. I mean, even if you look at other sports, whether it's basketball, hockey, uh, soccer, or the other football, um, depending on <laughs> depending on how you call it, but we know from this uh, this quarantine going on and COVID, um, with fans not being able to be led into stadiums, we know that that home that home field advantage is massive. What do we think? Do we think that can uh, input into it too? I mean, obviously the the Chiefs couldn't play it at theirs, but obviously being that this is a first first way it's the first of its kind that's been done that way um it kind of seems like already going into it like i said i'm just playing devil's advocate um i'd be doing the same thing if the chiefs won um but (laughs) it seems like going into it they were already at a disadvantage um just because of that, you know, I don't know how the NFL, if the NFL controlled who could get tickets or not. I know uh, for the NHL, like, uh, of course, we're in Vegas, so I keep up with the Vegas Knights. But when they played Arizona, they could only have, I think, a total of about a three or four thousand people. And how they kept it even is they only sold a certain amount of tickets for each from people from Las Vegas and from people from Arizona. So they could actually keep technically which it really doesn't work that way because just because you live in Arizona doesn't mean you're not a fan of another team but it kind of was regulated in a way that uh that people could buy uh tickets and it would be an even fan base I don't know if the NFL did that I didn't read anything about it um but what what how how do you guys feel about that with like this is a first of its kind um more asking you Michael because I know like I said, you're more into football um, uh, than Alan like, or I. Like if the, if the situation that they're that they've had affects the Chiefs. Well, more so if you think they were disadvantaged going into it because of that. Um, I'm just thinking of all these yeah. things that people could throw around because, you know, with especially with social media, the Internet nowadays, things come out instantly and it's just everyone will throw in their ideas. So that's kind of what I was um, getting at. It's kind of these different things, the different arguments that people are that are for Tom Brady would say and people that are against Tom Brady would say, because essentially that's what's going to come down to with a, a how with a big name like oh. that. Well, um. Let's uh, put it aside if there was more uh, Buccaneer fans than Chiefs. Let's also keep in mind that the, that the Chiefs they have to travel. So I mean, any I mean, uh, the Chiefs are from are concerned from San Francisco. Am I correct? No, the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City. Oh, Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, yeah, sorry about yeah. that. So I mean, I mean, you can tell that there... I mean, it's, it's not a it's not a short trip. I mean, yeah, it's like shorter than. Than I mean any other team from the from the from the other side, but I mean still, it's a travel, you know, like uh, like you know you're, you're talking about like uh, mentally. I mean I'm pretty sure that uh, both of you guys should know if you guys practice sports that um whenever you travel to another place, like just for the fact to be like up like way up high in gravity and then landing, you know, like that that affects your body. I mean and it's not something that should you should get get rid of like from in, in a matter of two hours. So 
you know, it, it's something that it does affect you. So, I mean, if you combine like that with, you know, the, uh, that there's more assistance of the people than, and, and that they just travel all the way uh, to play, like, yeah, you have, I mean, we have to say that there's things against, against you. I mean, not just that you did the whole thing, but also the other team, which in this case, it was the Buccaneers, they just had to train right there in their own house. They didn't have to travel and they have like, you know, like I said already, like all, uh, like, um, like vast majority of people uh, with them, which um, I was just Googling how many people uh, attend on the Super Bowl. And it said that the Buccaneers will host the smallest attendance in Super Bowl history, 25,000 people. So, I mean, let's just say out of those 25,000, let's just say that at least, I don't know, I'm going to be nice. At uh, 17,000, it was Buccaneers fans. So, I mean, I do believe that that sort of it makes a uh, an advantage towards the Buccaneers, which is the, the team that is playing, you know, not just, not just physically, but also mentally. So, I mean, I do believe that they have an advantage and, and – um, I mean, of course, I'm not saying that the Buccaneers, I'm not taking any credit from the for, uh, from the Buccaneers, but they do take advantage of this advantage. <laughs> uh, uh, so, so basically you're saying that if, that the Chiefs have the um, the advantage over the Buccaneers? No, no, I'm saying the other way around, that the Buccaneers have more advantage over... over okay. Uh, so... What, so answering that question, you said that if the Chiefs were kind of in a disadvantage because of the situation that they're in, um, well, here's the thing, you know, I mean, okay, so their season was a 14-2 before going into the playoffs. So they're, you know, relatively a great team. They only lost two games. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in that same season, they were undefeated on the road for the first time in history. So that mm. means that any team that they went up against – they were undefeated. They, they beat every team. So technically they could have used the same power and energy to go towards to the Buccaneers and give it to them. Yeah. Cause they wouldn't have the home court advantage, which they did. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I got you. Um, and so it's just, it's kind of like, it was kind of a hit to their record when going up against, you know, the Buccaneers and their territory, they could have, they should have, but, uh, and you know they, they were fourteen two during the pandemic seasons, so yeah. um, I don't know. To me, it wouldn't really affect them too much. I just think that with all the yardage, the rushing yards, the penalties, the sacks, and then the third and fourth uh, quarters that were lackluster, really hurt um, the Chiefs to such a way um, where I mean Mahomes was trying, and it just didn't you know didn't fruition in a couple plays. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like Tom Brady, it's the thing about Tom Brady is that if you just give him a little bit of a mistake, he will execute on it. That's just, that's just the game. I mean, a couple of years ago, Atlanta Falcons did the same thing when they went to the Super Bowl with, with Tom Brady, with the New England Patriots, they were thinking that they were, they had this whole game in the bag because I mean, they were up by like 20, 25 points or, or, or what, I forgot what it was, but I mean, then, I mean, out of nowhere, Tom Brady just uh, Hercules move won it. They went all the way up to it and they won that Super Bowl. That's just the type of person Tom Brady is. I mean, he's just fantastic. I don't 
I mean, if we're talking about quarterbacks, uh, I'm more of uh, like Aaron Rodgers. Okay. But um, you know, Tom Brady's really, really. He's just a crazy guy. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I guess that we can conclude that Tom Brady. It's definitely one of the greatest quarterbacks in all history. If I mean, and so many people will say even the best, but you know, that's debatable. Yeah, that's the interesting part. You know, I'm I'm really I'm really interested to see where Mahomes goes, and mainly because he's so young. Um, he has such a talent, a natural raw talent. I mean, even like when we were saying we were looking at some of these throws that he was doing when he was getting tackled, you know, it, it just seems like it was bred into him. And, of course, I know he's played since he was small. What age did Tom Brady go to his first Super Bowl? Um, do we know that? Let me look it up really quick. Um, I can look it up real quick. Uh, I think he went in, uh, was it 2001? But I, I, but I don't know what his age was, though. Um, the CNN is okay. Um, twenty four. Let me ask you. So he was twenty four in his first one. Oh, twenty four. So, Man. go ahead, Alan. No, no, I was just gonna say something that that has nothing to do with the ball. But oh, that's basically <laughs> the same with uh, with Homie. Uh, yeah, Holmes. yeah. Home, wow. Now that I think about it, because yeah. Holmes was twenty four when he won his Super Bowl last yep. year. Yeah, so I don't know if he won. Uh, let me. This is. I don't know if that was when he won. That was. It seems like that was his first Super Bowl. It says age twenty four years and six months. Brady surpassed Joe Natham in Super Bowl three, and Joe Montana Super Bowl, whatever that is. Um, time well, of let me let me, ask, let me let me ask you uh, probably the the uh, the most important question about the night. Do you guys like the halftime show? Oh, okay. So, 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 so let's, let me, let me get through this first and then we'll go to that. Cause that's a very interesting topic. Cause that one's also mixed too. Um, uh, yeah, yeah let, let's just say, mixed. let's just say it's 24. Let's just, let's just, I don't know somebody, um, this video, this podcast should have comments on it. Comment below if you know the actual age, if we're wrong. Um, but I think if they're both 24 when they both won their first Super Bowls, look at the the level that Mahomes is at and the level that Brady are at, you know, when they first did. I haven't watched either of those Super Bowls, just FYI. But even just knowing that both these players were both 24 when they went to their first Super Bowl, we don't know what kind of beast Mahomes will turn into. If he plays as long as Brady does, we could have a very similar star on on the NFL's hands where essentially he becomes this goat as everyone calls Tom Brady um becomes this goat that is like so in tune with the game that he can he can drive a team to so many wins um but we we can get off of the actual football subject um just so everybody knows oh you want to okay um, uh, real um, quick go ahead uh, it's, it, it's just something that if if i remember right he did they did win it in 2001 uh, 2003 and 2004. So they actually won uh, three Super Bowls in four years. Mm, you know, okay. the only other team that has done that? I don't. The Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So, I like that but, rapper. You know, I'm not saying, you know, you know the, 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 but it, it goes to show how um, crazy it was for Tom Brady just to come in to this, to the NFL 
and he was, he, you know, he was uh, drafted low. Yeah. You know, and so that's what's another crazy part about it. But home, Mahomes can do the same thing. All right. Oh, yeah. So he, he won it last year. He, lo- he loses it this year. But he goes the next two years to the Super Bowl and wins those two years, right? He could he could literally deliver the Chiefs the only third that that would be the third team in history to only to only actually do that. Yeah. So that's you know that's going to be interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting to watch. I'm sure there'll be a lot of betting on certain things like that. You know, we're out in here in Vegas, so everybody goes in and bets on things. Um, but yeah, it's definitely interesting. You know. Um, did anybody else, either of you guys, have any more comments on that? Because I'm just going to um, move us into the halftime extravaganza. The <laughs> halftime. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm good now. Okay. So, the just so everybody knows, um, I'm sure I'm not spoiling anything, but the final score for the 2020-2021 season for the NFL, the Super Bowl was 9-31 with the Buccaneers taking the win. So... With that being said, um, Tom Brady has another win in the bag. Mahomes didn't get the two in a row, but we'll see what happens next year. So uh, this Super Bowl uh, halftime show, as Alan was asking what we thought about it, I'm not going to start on this. Uh, I have I'm I work in the entertainment industry. Um, I'm a stagehand and I do pyrotechnics. Um, so I'm going to leave my comments out for now. Um, and see what everybody else says, but open forum if you guys want to go ahead. Well, um, I'm going to start saying that I do, I consider myself a decent fan of The Weeknd. All right. Okay. There's music, his videos, blah, 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 blah. So I'm already saying that uh, I'm going to, I'm going to be as honest as possible. It was definitely not my favorite halftime show. Okay. I did like it, you know. I, I did like, you know, the whole background. I did like, you know, when they start. It was, I mean, it was a little bit creepy, you know, when they show like all these people with the red eyes. I was just kind of <laughs> like, oh, okay. Well, that's. I mean, that's, so, somebody that's said okay. that to me, and I totally missed that part. I don't know where I was. Oh yeah, like it was right at the beginning, right at the beginning. <laughs> uh, you know, there was like like all these people, you know, in the uh, in the background. Oh, is it and the robot were, guys that looked like robots? Yes. Okay. Yes. So I mean. I mean, I, I thought that was, that was creepy, but cool at the same time. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. And, but, but, but I'm going to say, like, I'm pretty sure that there was people that it was a little bit disappointed in me among the, among the people that there was no, no other artist invited. It was I didn't only notice him. that. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure there must be a, a good reason. I like to think that it's a good reason. But I mean, I did was like expecting like somebody else because, you know, sometimes they invite people that they don't really announce and everybody's just kind of like, you know, like expecting, okay, who's going to come? Who's going to come out? And this time I was just like with that expectation, almost like the whole time. Yeah. And don't misunderstood, you know, like I do like the, uh, the weekend. So like, you know, him, do, you, you know, playing his songs, songs that I actually like of him. I was kind of like, okay, you know, I was like singing along and kind of like, like dancing a little bit, but but you know, like, like uh, me uh, having the whole expectation of like, okay, who's gonna come out? Who's gonna come out? Like, like who's gonna who's gonna sing along with him? I was gonna like, ah, oh, okay, yeah, they, they left me without, uh, like, like without the want. Yeah, it, it was interesting because I I noticed that because uh, last year's was Maroon Five and they brought out Travis Scott and Big Boy, which they weren't announced to go there. So I I found that interesting too. 
Oh man, I mean, and and I mean, it, it was Maroon Five last year. Yeah, twenty twenty. Oh, okay. it, it was. It would. I, I would imagine that one is probably in the top ten. Um, I think. I think the Prince one is probably ever regards as everyone regards as probably in the top five. Um, but yeah, last year was Maroon Five. What wasn't it also Shakira and um, a Yellow? I th- I don't I don't remember. I'm looking because it says. I just Googled it, of course, and of course, Wikipedia is the first thing to pop up. Um, what would we do without Wikipedia? Um, but it was Maroon 5, and it's a special guest, Travis Scott and Big Boy. But um, was was that 2019? Um, maybe. I mean, I thought, I mean, I thought that Shakira and Jennifer Lopez, it was uh, 2020, but I might be wrong. Uh, well, I don't know. See, I got conflicting things because I'm looking this up and the you, the Wikipedia article says 54 is 2020 and it said that it was Maroon 5. Um, and then, but there's a YouTube video that's down below that shows their performance in February 2019. So that would have been 53. So um, I think you might be right because someone else was telling me about the Shakira one. Um, well, I'll, I'll look it up here in a second. Um, okay. But yeah, I, I did find that interesting that no, it, there was no special guests. And I was wondering if that had to do with the weekend or if that had to do with COVID, you know, that's a hard part is I feel like with a lot of these things, you don't well, like I mean- companies can hide behind the whole COVID thing. Like, I mean, I know it sounds ridiculous, but let's say the weekend just was like, no, I don't want anybody there with me. They could they could just cut up and go, oh, well, it was just because COVID. We didn't want to fly anybody else in. He was already here, whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, it, it becomes a reason. Instead of it being an excuse or a cover-up, it's now a reason. Not saying that everything that all these companies do that has to do with that is a hoax, um, but it kind of gives a little bit, more of a PR out to be able to just go, oh, well, that person didn't want to come because of COVID. Yeah, yeah, maybe you, you know that uh, that can be. And, and I was saying, you know, you just you just uh, mentioned the the uh, the Prince uh, halftime show. Uh, but I'm gonna say I, I did. I mean, of course, like I, I mean, I wasn't even born by the time they, the the, <laughs> the uh, But I was looking. Uh, I was looking at uh, at the videos. And I was looking, okay, you know, like, like which, uh, which are the considered by the popular opinion, uh, who are like the best um, uh, super uh, Super Bowl halftime shows, and that popped in as the first one. But personally, I'm going to say I was genuinely surprised the one uh, with Michael Jackson. I remember which year was it? I think it was in '91 or '93. I mean, I, I will be lying if I'm telling you uh, which year was it. But I was looking at the video. And this guy did something that no artist have ever done, at least in the Super Bowl. That when he came uh, came out out of the stage, he was like, "Wow, religious. you!" Sorry, I'm interrupting you really quick because you have a really good memory. It was '93. <laughs> oh, it was '93. Okay, okay. So you <laughs> did pretty good. <laughs> um, Apparently, you, you're you're. Uh, yeah, MJ. You're MJ is like it floored you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, can't can't well, remember I what happened last year, but you can remember what happened well, what, we twenty-seven what years ago. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I was just gonna say real quick. Um, the uh, the guy Michael Jackson, 
he just like stay like doing nothing for i counted them i might be wrong i might mis miscounted but it was like 101 seconds doing nothing he was just like standing right there with his superhero pose just looking on one side of the of the field and he was just like doing nothing and the people was like screaming a lot <laughs> people were just like crazy i mean you can hear it everybody just can look up on that video and the guy he's just like pop, pop out from under uh, underneath the stage and the guy he's like literally doing nothing he, he's like saying like i'm michael jackson and this 1993 <laughs> what are you gonna do what are you gonna tell me <laughs> so, yeah so, I mean, I, I was, like, really impressed by that. For sure. Uh, correction on what I said a couple minutes ago. Um, 2020, you are correct, was J-Lo and Shakira. 2019 was Maroon 5, and they had Big Boy and Travis Scott. And then 2018 was, of course, Justin Timberlake and then the Tennessee Kids, along with the University of Minnesota Marching Band. Um, so those are the past three years. Um, so, hmm. yeah, you know, I... Uh, I still haven't heard Michael's opinion on the on it. I know he's been. I can I can see him. Um, we're on a call right now, so we can see a, yeah, each other's yeah, video. Yeah, like, so every time he's like, ah, it's like wait, wait, something else comes up. So it's it's yeah, your you, floor, you, Michael. Go ahead. You can tell by his face that he has a lot to say. About <laughs> <laughs> At some point, we may make these podcasts into videos, but we'll uh, we'll stick with the audio for now. So go ahead. Do you want my uh, brutalist honest opinion? Oh yeah, because I'm gonna give Please. mine. So I don't, I don't want it. I mean, Alan, we have a, we have a semi, a semi fanboy. Uh, let's hear, let's hear from, uh, let's let's hear the brutal, brutal opinion. Uh, okay, so I actually slept through it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, I, I, mean, I like the honesty. We're starting out good. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's not that I, I I hate them or dislike them. I just. I don't know. It didn't really connect to me in such a way. They, they as in the weekend. The, huh? They as in the weekend. Yeah. And, he. Okay. Because I, I did drink about, you know, one or two beers. So <laughs> I think I might have, you know, kind of slept a little bit through it. But it didn't catch me in such a way. So that kind of affected it for, for me. Um and I actually started up my own halftime. I actually played music in my Zoom, the, the Zoom that I was in. Uh, <laughs> so I, it was just like, I don't know. I mean, it would have been nice if they had Bruno Mars in there. I actually thought there was Bruno Mars for a second there, of course, you know, but. Okay, so I, something's weird because my sister said something about Bruno Mars too. So I don't know if that was maybe, was it was the intro? I'll have to go back and watch it. But anyway, continue. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, no problem. Because uh, I, I really did appreciate it a couple of years ago where it was Bruno Mars that was um, doing the halftime. Dude, he he lit up, dude. It was just such an awesome, you know, uh, show halftime. Um, and his dance moves were just like top notch. And um, you know, it kind of reminds me of, like Michael Jackson in the nineteen ninety three. When <laughs> remember? No, I wasn't there. Um, I was only like three years old or two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Two. So you know, now that you mentioned Bruno Mars, uh, how many times he has been in a Super Bowl? Because I think this is second time of Justin Timberlake, right? Second or third. Um, let me, let me look. Because um, I know they I, went I, with, with, uh, Janet Jackson, uh, and, and with the Tennessee, uh, kids. I'm okay. Sure so he's, 
been twice, and it wasn't with Janet. It was in 2016. It was Coldplay, Beyonce, Bruno Mars, Mark Ronson, and the University of California Marching Band. And then in 2014 with him and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yes, that one I do remember that I saw. And yeah. I'll be honest, I did like that one. I did I, I did legit really like the one with Red Hot Chili Peppers. I mean, and I also like Red Hot Chili Peppers too. And Bruno Mars, of course. Um, but, but, but I was going to say, like, when I was looking at the reviews, accordingly, many people, it wasn't like really down to, to the halftime show. I mean, they were kind of like, like, like they, they didn't like it. Uh, plenty of people and many, uh, plenty of them, they say, uh, it was because the band, it was like pre uh, playing pre-recorded at least on the music side, not on the microphone. Are you, are you talking about the Bruno Mars one? Yeah. Yeah. Bruno Mars with Red Hot Chili Peppers. Got you, got you, got you. And, and and I mean and, and that turned out to be legit, you know, like the like you know the guitar, the drum, the bass, they weren't playing. It was everything pre-recorded, mm-hmm. and the um, the vocalist he actually said, "Well, I mean, this was I mean we were down to actually play it ourselves. The only thing that it was like not pre-recorded, it was you know the microphone. It was me, uh, but that was like a whole decision from uh, for the Super Bowl. Maybe uh, like you know the people who organized this. Yeah, so, I, I, mean, I can talk it, about that in a second. That whole conundrum. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I mean, it, like I said, it was it was just interesting. Uh, the soup, you know, halftime. Um, yeah, I actually started playing instead of listening to that. I actually started playing, you know, "We Are the Champions" <laughs> in the Zoom, in the Zoom lobby, because um, you know there was like two or three that were rooting for the Chiefs, and and I was like a Buccaneer kind of guy, and uh, I just started playing that song, and you know everybody started laughing because it was like, you know, how dare you! Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, I guess it's just at halftime for me necessarily. Um, you know, my, my wife, she really loves Bruno Mars. If Bruno Mars was in there, I would probably be watching it, you know, closely and she would definitely be watching it. Um, (laughs) but, uh, you know, I, I think weekend had some, I think two songs that I really did like. So, you know, it's just part of the situation. I just there wasn't the the magic or the feel of what a Super Bowl halftime is, you know. You you we already have top ten, yeah. So you you got to make it really uh, interesting and memorable. Yeah. So so going along with that, I'll give my opinion because um, it's a good good uh, uh just kind of introduction to what I was thinking. I agree. I didn't think it really had that magic that the Super Bowl halftime really has. You know, it's odd because I didn't think really much of the Super Bowl had the Super Bowl feel, even the commercials. Um, I didn't think they were anything. I mean, there's some that made me laugh, but I mean, it didn't seem like a lot of a lot of effort really went into the overall production of it. Um, but I agree. Um, I think. I think The weekend is an odd artist to have at a Super Bowl. And uh, I probably will get hate for that. But his songs, I mean, especially on this last album that he's released, as we've seen him show up to, and I don't know if you guys have kept up with this. Only reason why I know is because it popped up on my Google feed. Um, so it was one of those things that he showed up to. I don't know if it was a VMAs or it was, it was something that uh, he he showed up 
like bloody and bruised and in bandages and he had prosthetics um whether they're i mean i i think he was i still think he had some of them in the super bowl um i i can't remember what his natural face looks like after seeing the other images off to look um but he had all these things done to his face and it was very interesting because I was reading an article. I don't know where it's from. I'll have to find it, and uh, I can, I can, we can talk about it maybe next week. Um, but it was talking about how his music lately has been a commentary about fame and how fame basically makes you into this person that loses themselves. They don't know how to deal with things. You know, being famous, you don't know how to deal with things. You're not a real person. Um, Blinding Lights is, of course, about the Las Vegas lights and how he can't focus, can't sleep without somebody being there to kind of console him. Um, so I think I think the overall vibe fit. It definitely fit him as the artist that he is. But I don't know if that vibe necessarily fits in the scheme of the Super Bowl, of a Super Bowl. I mean, to me, Super Bowl... Uh, it's like the American pastime because, of course, it's the NFL. So it's supposed to be this big kind of party type of thing. And to me, the overall vibe of the show wasn't a party. It was more of like a more depressed, um, deeper type of thing. We can see from the red and the blue lighting, um, the different everything was pretty dark. You know, he had his we'll just call them his clones, his drones that were around him with the the bandages on their face. Um so to me, I agree with what you're saying, Michael, like he he doesn't he didn't bring that sparkle, that ambiance, that vibe to the performance. He kind of brought this gloom that has become the weekend's persona. And even like I was saying, I, I, uh, I do pyrotechnics. I'm in the in the industry, um, in the entertainment industry. I've been in it for my whole life. And uh it just didn't feel like the Super Bowl. There wasn't much on the field. There wasn't very many props. And um, being that I shoot pyro, the pyro wasn't anything impressive. I mean, we had a couple different effects. Um, and that was it. There wasn't really anything poppy or anything really going on on the field. Um, the pyrotechnics that were done were very sparse. And they were all the same effect. You know, it was maybe three or four effects. Um that they did so it was just interesting like i said i don't think the the show was per, per uh specifically bad i just don't think it fit the event it would be like having uh it'd be like having kesha play at a funeral it, it, it's just it's just it doesn't <laughs> you, you know it, it's just a completely different I, <laughs> I mean i mean but that that's it, it's not that it's not that blatant, but it, it just felt it, it felt forced. It felt odd. And then the fact that he didn't have anybody else with him, it was just the weekend show, which is great. He has great music. He is a very, very talented artist. One of the things that I did notice, and going back to the pre-recorded thing with the Red Hot Chili Peppers, 
you figure there's how many thousands, probably millions, uh, I know millions of people watching the Super Bowl. And um, I've been on shows. Um, I actually did the shoot when um, the Jonas Brothers, or not Jonas Brothers, but when DNCE and Rod Stewart did the VMAs, I actually shot the pyro for that, and I was there for the filming. And what people don't realize is when you have millions of people watching something, when you have this program, it has to be flawless. And what people don't realize is no matter how perfect you try to make a show on stage, something always happens wrong. Whether it's, okay, the drummer's hair is is, is too wild or this or that, or okay, someone missed a line or, oh, we dropped a beat. We probably filmed that scene three times, three or four times. Um, and it's one of those things where um, Rod Stewart came out and killed it. But um, one of the Jonases, I don't remember what his, I don't remember, I get them all mixed up. Um, uh, who is it? I'm trying to look it up. I think it's Joe. Um, their lead singer, one of the Jonas Brothers. Um, he, he, yeah, Joe Jonas came out and he didn't sound good. I mean, we had Rod, I mean, Rod Stewart's a freaking legend. He came out. Yeah. Um, they showed up a little bit late to the shoot. Um, it was on the ghost bar here in Las Vegas at the Palms. Um, but Joe came out and didn't sound good. And he, he, he was vehemently apologizing to Rod Stewart because Rod Stewart comes out and is slaying. I mean, he's there an hour late. They didn't have time to warm up. And Rod Stewart just comes out and does what Rod Stewart does. He sounds amazing. And Joe Jonas comes out and he didn't sound bad but he didn't sound good compared to what he could sound. Um, so they shot it three or four times, and by the end of it, he sounded good. And it's one of the things that I noticed. Um, I do remember that debacle with the Red Hot Chili Peppers where they uh, everyone was mad because you could tell it was pre-recorded. But what people don't realize is almost every single Super Bowl or anything that's big – is always pre-recorded, and then it's either tracked or played. So if it's a if it's a remote shoot that they jump to where there's not a uh, audience, they'll just play a pre-recorded thing. Um, and that's the same thing with Super Bowl. They have the performance done. They track it, then they play the track because what happens if let's say okay Mariah Carey is there, Mariah Carey is there, and uh, she's singing and her voice goes out. You're not paying to see someone's voice go out. You're paying to see a performance, and you have millions upon millions of dollars. And well, millions. I mean, sorry to interrupt right there. Go sorry ahead. to interrupt. But I mean, if my right carrier, which is like if her voice just like goes away, man, that'll be huge. Like, <laughs> like the notes, <laughs> like the notes on the newspaper and all that. They'll be oh, like, yeah. what's wrong with my with Mariah Carey's voice? Yeah, it will be like all over the news right there, well, bro. That's... <laughs> That's a whole different subject. I shouldn't have used her as an example because it's not it's not a good one. Um, I have I've worked with people who work with her, and it's an interesting subject. We'll talk about that later. We'll have to talk about our jobs, the things that we do later on, and different stories that we have. Um, but yeah, you're millions of people are paying. I mean, you figure the people that go to the Super Bowl paying sixty two hundred dollars on average, and all these people who are advertising and doing different things they're paying to see a performance so of course it's going to be tracked but the interesting part and i'm i'm interested to see what the articles if they come out about it if any are written about it but 
DNC, uh, sorry, The Weeknd, when he came out, didn't sound like himself. He sounded rough. He sounded, I don't know if it was nerves. I don't know if it was weather, whatever it is. I mean, when you're performing like that on the, on that level, any little change kind of throws you off. Um, working with a lot of different stars, um, I had stars that literally they had to have a certain pack of gum on a certain case on the side of their stage. And if that moved, the whole show would stop because they don't have their gum. Um, and of course, wow. yeah, some, some aren't that bad, but there are some, um, I worked with John Fogarty from, of course, everyone knows him from CCR. Um, but, uh, they had to actually introduce me to him. If I wanted to stand where I needed to stand to do the pyro cues, they had to introduce me to him and he's like, okay, so what does he do? And why does he need to be here? And the first night that I was standing there, he walks over between songs and he stops and it's, it's there. It's only about 20, 30 seconds and probably 20 seconds in between songs. And he stops for about five extra seconds and looks at his manager and goes, who's that? And he's talking about me. And they're like, Oh, that's a pyro guy. We introduced, no, he can't be here. So I had to leave until he went back out on stage because it, it, it's it's such a mindset that they're programmed into. And, and Super Bowl is a little bit different because it's not a stage like like they're used to playing on, like stars are used to playing on. And this isn't every star. Um, of course, there's differences. But you have to realize that these people perform on a stage that they design everything. They control everything. So when that control isn't there, they get lost. Um so I don't know what it was, but he definitely, by the end of it, he sounded good. He sounded like himself. But that first song when he came out of that tunnel, he didn't sound like himself. Even, I mean, I know there's a difference. There's definitely going to be a difference between recording studio and live. But even for live, he just sounded off. So with that being said, I don't know if this one was tracked. Because even, even if you listen to the audio, his singing was probably about eight to ten decibels lower than the audio, than than the tracked, the music track, like the horns and everything else. He sounded super low compared to his audio that he was singing too. Yeah, and when you were talking about uh, the weekend, um, yeah, or how you talked about certain individuals when they control they control the stage and everything that goes in it, you know, the weekend, uh, he. Of course, this was his, you know, time to shine in the Super Bowl um, halftime. But he did contribute seven million dollars to making it as memorable as possible. But you know, it goes to show it's it's just sometimes things don't mix very well yeah. together. Yeah. Um, you know, you you throw as much money as you want, but it might not hit. You know, at that during that time for the halftime. Well, yeah. Uh, Super Bowl. Uh, let, 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 let me see if I introduce uh, if I uh, understand what you said. Um, I mean, again, excuse my my lack of knowledge, but you're saying that the weekend pay seven million dollars for the show. Well, uh, I think it was on top of the show, but he contributed seven million dollars to it. So, so usually what happens is um, they call it a writer. On a rider, they have a certain budget. Um, a rider is a truck, but in the industry, they call it a rider because it's essentially the budget for the show because it's everything that gets packed for the show. So let's say on a rider, they have a certain budget, um, and he wants to do certain things. He wants X amount of these lights, X amount of this truss, X amount of this 
this effect, this look. Um, the NFL says, okay, we have this budget. This is what we're going to pay for the show. Uh, let's say it's – if he contributed seven, I would imagine they were probably 12, 12 or 15 deep into this production. Um, million. We're talking 12 or 15 million. Um, probably even more than that. It's probably closer to 20 or 30, but uh, we'll just use 15 for for purpose. Um he he because he wanted to make it memorable whatever they're renting whatever he threw in another seven so basically his rider went from let's say 15 that 15 million to 22 million um and that's really notable because um you don't as a star you know you're normally getting paid for this performance you're not really paying so the cool the cool part is he threw it in it just sucks like you're saying michael it just shows that even if you have an extra seven million dollars or whatever that whether it's a vibe or just how things are planned it doesn't always execute the way that it seems in your head now it's funny because i'm seeing articles pop up everywhere i just got a couple on my phone like right right a couple minutes ago about how this was amazing it was an amazing performance, amazing Super Bowl show. And I don't know if that's just the media being the media and trying to hype things. Um, I didn't find it particularly amazing. I have inside information on the pyro side of things because um, uh, I actually work with the company that usually does the Super Bowl fireworks. Um, and some things happen. I don't know how much I can talk about it, but some things happen that I, I know about of I think why it didn't look as good because even the even the pyrotechnics just for the field, it was just all the same stuff. Usually, it's so more overall. Unique. Yeah, uh, and uh, another factor could be that maybe he could have put maybe that the the halftime did deserve a couple more million dollars, but maybe that was the only thing he can contribute seven more million dollars. Um, but you know maybe the other half times because there was a con there was couple of other uh, artists, they probably were able to chip in much more to make it more grandiose, which is a possibility too. Um, you know, I think the, the, the halftime for, for, for Weekend, I think one scene that did particularly I liked to a degree was when um, he's in the corridor hallway of Mirrors and, you know, he's singing the song. And then out of nowhere, all these people start coming out and it just seems like it's like a, a mosh pit coming in and he's yeah. still singing. Oh, I and can't I wait that for the really... meme. I don't really <laughs> oh, yeah. want to talk about the meme. <laughs> well, I thought it was so cool. And then he shows up again. Mosh pit starts, you know, keeps going to the point where you don't even see him and the mosh pit keeps going and going and going. And then everything, you know, goes to dark. Yeah, it blacks out, and he realizes he's up on the stage outside onto the stadium, and you know, of course, he's walking out, or walking down the stadium. Stadium, uh, but I thought that part was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so from so, one through ten, like what, uh, like what will you give? What will you give it to this one? Like, like an overall score for everything for the whole yeah, halftime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What What is ten? What are, What are you considering ten to be? What What Michael performance? Jackson. 10 will be a uh, 10 I will consider like uh, memorable. I mean some something well, No, no, so I'm saying share. compared to other other okay, um, half times. I will compare I mean just as I say you know probably the best two that I've heard you know is Michael Jackson and Prince. Uh, I guess uh, Paul McCartney he also did an amazing one. Okay. So like like I will consider those uh, those 10. I mean of course I haven't I'll be honest and I haven't seen all half time shows so you know yeah, I have yeah, to yeah. be on that. 
but I mean, I'm pretty sure that it wouldn't be the only tense, but, but for me, those three uh, are, are tense, at least for me, in my point of view. Got you. Yeah, that that'd be for me. If you if if you're gonna ask me to, to rate um, the weekend halftime for 2021, um, a Super Bowl, uh, I want to say a six or seven. Hmm, it was okay. watchable, but sort of enjoyable here and there. It, it had potential. I think that if they added somebody in there, it would have been kind of up by by seven. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, five or six, and it would have been up by one if there was uh, somebody that came in there to uh, freshen yeah, it up. I I, uh, I think I agree with that. Um, I would have to agree with that. Uh, give me a second here. I'm getting deliveries. <laughs> So I will, I will, I will give it a. Um, a seven. Sorry, but, I was being um, given, given chocolate, um, dairy free ice cream. It's pretty bomb. Um, oh, you're bro. so spoiled, man. You're so spoiled. I just got, I just got a spoon handed to me. Like, here, try this. Um, it's actually pretty good. Anyway, um, sorry. My sister, my sister's allergic to a ton of things, and she, she always experiments and buys things. So she just came with a spoon. Um. I'm glad it's not like poison or anything because I didn't even ask what it was. Just put it in my mouth. Um, anyway, hopefully there's no memes about that one. Um, anyway, um, but yeah, I, I would have to agree with you, Michael. I think five or six. If it, I, I think if it just had more sparkle, like add some color, add some. Like I said, the persona just fit him too well, and it didn't fit Super Bowl. If you would have taken that performance. And put it in his own concert would have been great. If you would have taken and put somebody else, a Bruno Mars, a Justin Timberlake, a um, <laughs> Shakira, anybody who has more brevity, more life to their performance, it would have made it better. Even throw in somebody else, The weekend with, I don't know, any any other artist that has... Adele. Uh, who? <laughs> you say Adele? Adele. Adele, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, because she's all gloom and doom too. She's like locked in houses, depressed. Um. <laughs> anyway, I think that's literally one of her videos. It's her walking through a house that has like no doors and windows in like a flowy dress, if I remember correctly. Anyway, but yeah, I just think if it if it would have had more sparkle, more shine, more uh, more champagne vibes, it would have it would have been a more inclusive show better for uh, the Super Bowl. But I wouldn't rate it like a bad, like like you're saying, five or six, definitely six or seven if somebody else was there and, and livened it up a little bit. But I, I think for him, for what he was going for, it was an amazing show because that's his vibe. That That's who he is. That's It's very, I mean, every song, if you look at all of his songs, especially of late, it's all about getting lost in this world of fame and people not understanding you and it being depressing. You know, you have all this fame and money, but you're not understood. So I think, I think it fit him well. Go ahead. Uh, and one other thing I do want to add about him is I don't know about outside as much because, you know, he can do his own performance, but during this one, he was more of a singer and not really a performer. And I agree. It's, 
like, yeah, one of the things I liked, loved about Bruno Mars when he went into the Super Bowl halftime was that he was a singer and a performer. I mean, he could dance and you could see all this and he was still singing and he was going out to the crowds and stuff like that. It was, I mean, of course, the situation is different because of the pandemic, but, um, you know, it was like a full package. And I yeah. could literally, you know, watch that if it was just him by himself during the halftime Super Bowl. Um, but uh, but the weekend during this halftime, he didn't necessarily want to perform as much as he just wanted to sing. So that's why I kind of rated a, a five to a yeah, six. Yeah, and, and and if you compare it to the to the uh, other performances, uh, like uh, for example, uh, I Shakira in Yellow. You know, like like their performance, it was amazing. I mean, you know, they were they were dancing. You know, uh, both of them they should sing each other's song. Um, you know, uh, Shakira should grab a guitar and start playing. I mean, probably with what we should say, probably was pre-recorded. But I mean, uh, like those who follow Shakira, you uh, you know that she actually plays a guitar. So I mean, that that performance it was like actually really good. Lady Gaga, for example, you know, like like she started out with a uh, uh, like she just jumped out of. Oh, like I don't know from where, like like from what, but you know they had like the whole drone things going on, yeah. And then you know she, she was you know having all these dancings and and you know like that was like a legit really really good perform at least in my opinion. So I agree with my what Michael said that the weekend and uh, this time he was being more a singer than an actual performer. Yeah, and he could have been conservative of the situation. Yeah, well, and I think I think that's part Maybe of there's the regulations. Thing. Yeah, well, I think that's part of the thing, too, that goes into what I was saying about him not being tracked is because like it's like I don't know if anybody's seen Usher perform. Uh, my dad shot Pyro for Usher when he was on tour, um, but when he would perform on stage, you could hear him breathing. You could hear the mic. You could hear the imperfections of someone who was a performer, but also a singer. Because when you dance and you sing, your body, of course, is going to vibrate, and it's going to vibrate and 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 kind of move your voice, your vocal cords. So you're gonna. I mean, it's the same way. Like if you go, uh, you know, bang on your chest when you're talking, you can hear that. And it's the same thing when you're performing. Um, so that kind of also supports what I was saying is I don't know if he was actually tracked because here's the thing. If you're singing, you want to be tracked because of course, of course, when you're moving or if you're breathing hard, when they track your volume is literally turned is usually turned down, let's say 10 or 15 percent. So your track sits at, let's say your track sits at negative five decibels and you're at negative three. You're very close to your track, so that way, if you fall off, you can't tell a massive difference between it. You can, of course, tell when they stop singing because it's not as full, but you don't you don't hear this massive difference. Whereas I feel like because he wasn't performing, he could actually sing raw and unfiltered because, you know, he wasn't performing as much so the the other stipulations of that is you actually have to get because here's the thing even though they're inviting him to perform he is still being paid for a job that has to be performed he has to he has to deliver so a lot of times the people who organize these events if if they want you tracked it doesn't matter 
and, and, and it, you do get a little bit more leeway, of course, because of the fame and it, it's 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 they are the the performer. But a lot of times, if the event organizer says, "Hey, this needs to be tracked," nine times out of ten, most of the time, it's going to be tracked because they want to make sure that there is some kind of consistency. So I don't know how that conversation went. I don't know if it was a decision by both the NFL or the the people, the organizations that organize the uh, Super Bowl, but it definitely still goes towards that story of I don't think he was tracked because he wasn't particularly performing. He was just singing Um, because you can even hear when he's in that hallway of mirrors and he's swinging around, which that's a really cool scene because I don't know if you guys realize that me coming from like when I go to concerts, I look at everything that's going wrong because I, I'm a stagehand. So I go, oh, that light was supposed to move. That prop was supposed to be struck and it didn't get struck. I don't I can't go to a concert and just enjoy the music because I'm looking at everything else on stage that's either going wrong or right or the different intricacies of it. So the cool thing was I'm sitting here going, OK, how is because he's not holding that camera because it walks into him. Somebody's has a steady cam and they're holding this giant camera on on basically a stabilizer. And I was wondering how they got that shot without seeing the stagehand who's holding the camera. And it's funny because my sister, it's my whole family that's in this business. My sister was watching. I said, it's really weird. He's not holding that camera, but you can't see the person. And in one in, in like it was like a split second scene that you can see. The person that's holding the camera is dressed in the same exact outfit that he is. So no matter how they spin, it looks like the weekend because they're both in the same outfit. So even if you were to, it's kind of like when you see a TV show and they accidentally get a glimpse of the cameraman, you go, oh, they messed up. It didn't matter because they're both, it looks like him because they're spinning. But in that scene, getting back from my sidebar, in that scene, you can hear his voice gyrating because he's spinning and you can hear the audio change so like i said i don't know i don't think he was tracked i'm I'm gonna look for some articles and we can see but it definitely like you were saying it's interesting because he wasn't really a performer he was a singer but he didn't really dance he didn't really do much but i don't know how much he really dances because bruno mars like that's one of his claims to fame is like he basically learn from Michael Jackson. You know, those singing, same thing with Usher. Usher very much took inspiration from Michael Jackson when he did dances, you know. Usher can moonwalk about just as good as Michael Jackson can. So it's definitely interesting. But, yeah, I definitely agree with you, Michael. Like, he was a singer. He didn't really perform. And I don't know, I don't know, like I said, in his normal shows, if that's how it is or not. But that is definitely an interesting note and uh, one that I especially noticed. Yeah, yeah, and no, no, I agree. With, I think we all three agree of the performance and um, just the halftime in the weekend because he, he's probably a phenomenal singer and, and actor and stuff, but uh, I think you just need a little extra um, for this halftime. Yeah, I would definitely uh, agree. So I have a little question, and this is still about uh, the Super Bowl. What do you guys think about the, uh, I guess, the, well, I guess the ads, the advertisements. Um, I think, you know, just the commercials. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, well, I'll be honest with you. I didn't see them all uh, because, the, which is like weird for me because normally I would like to join a, um, uh, like, uh, how do you, uh, ah, man, ah, I lost my, oh, okay, okay, yeah, like, I, I would like to see the commercials more than, more than anything, but I'll be honest with you, like, I was actually, like, so into somebody else's conversation that, <laughs> that, uh, I ended up not watching them, like, at all. I mean, I did, I did saw a couple ones, and, and they were, like, pretty funny, the few ones that I saw, but, I mean, I think it was like okay. I mean, honestly, like when it comes into like the like the uh, you know the marketing of the what they were doing about the um, uh, the Super Bowl, I didn't realize the Super Bowl was it was gonna be today until like three days ago. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I was just talking to a couple of friends, and then they're telling me like, oh yeah, you know, and like the Super Bowl is gonna be like this. Uh, it's gonna be this uh, this Sunday, and I was like, no, it isn't. They're like, yeah, you know, this, this you're like, like. like Anchorman's podcast is, but not not Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, know, like, I know you guys are so excited, but <laughs> but but not that I know. So I mean, and I googled, and I was like, yeah, it was actually today, and I was like, oh my god, like why did they didn't announce it? So I mean, I'm pretty sure they announced it, but probably I'm not like involved too much into the NFL. Probably that's why I don't I didn't find out. But normally, I do find out, or I do know like when is the Super Bowl because I'd rather see it in commercials whether it's whether it's in tv or in my phone or people is talking about it but at least on this year it was like none of them i mean it was like three days uh, ago where i find out that it was actually uh this sunday yeah yeah um well did you have uh, want me to throw my opinion there you want or did you have some comment oh either way um yeah I, I, yeah I i think again and like i said i don't know if it's a cop out i just feel like covid's really take a hit on everything um especially commercials because i feel like it's a quite a bit different shooting a commercial now i went on a tv shoot um a couple months back during covid and it was the the vibe was really cool because it was very much the same but i mean everything was different um i went on the master chef shoot for tv to do some pyro and uh, it, it was just completely different. The the processes you had to go through, the things that you had to do, the hoops that you had to jump through um, to make sure that everyone was safe. So I feel like I don't I didn't really there was a couple ones that I laughed at that were funny. Um, I can't think of the specific ones right now, um, but it wasn't usually I'm glued to the TV. Like even if I don't watch the game as closely, usually I'm interested to see the commercials and it just felt like the overall vibe just, it didn't really capture my attention with many of the commercials. I feel like a lot of them, the one that was odd, which I don't know if they were going for it. I didn't see the other commercial was the one about Norway or whatever. For the electrical, <laughs> yes. the electrical vehicles. I was like, bro, everybody watches a Super Bowl. Why are you calling them out like that? And I think it, I think it, linked back into like it was something <laughs> positive but it was just so weird to me i was like dude this is so weird and who was it in that commercial it was someone big like they were famous um and like a star of course everyone usually commercials have famous people but it oh, was will just Ferrell? funny yeah it was will ferrell yeah that's oh, what the, you mean the first guy we punched through, through the uh, globe yeah, 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 yeah the crap out of the u.s in yeah sales so of, of i remembered that one and then I remembered the Mila yeah, Kunis one with, with Ash and Kusher because I was like, oh, that's funny because they're married. <laughs> with, 
Yeah, with yeah. Shaggy. Yeah, <laughs> oh my Shaggy. god! Yeah, yeah that, that, that one was. Oh my great. god, I thought it was funny. Yeah, <laughs> that one was like, funny, I and I was like, "Oh man, of course." It wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't me. I was like, "That's so funny," because Shaggy still sounds great. Of course, he still sounds Jamaican or oh, whatever yeah. he is. Um, but yeah, other than that, I didn't. I mean, like, I know in years past, like Coke has some really cool commercials. Um, Coke usually goes hard in the paint for commercials on Super Bowl. I thought it was interesting that I don't know if this is a local thing for Vegas, but Lerner and Rowe, they're like they're they say they're number two in the nation for for like injury lawyers or whatever. But they had a commercial and it was with Flav of Flav and it was terrible. I was like, why? Like you're like, it, oh man, it was it was interesting, but I just felt like the overall overall the overall uh, theme enjoyment. I don't know how to even how to how to sum it up. Just it, it didn't capture my attention as much as previous years. Same, same. I I, I will I will agree with that. Like uh, there was a time where I was actually like like really really excited for the uh, for the Super Bowl. Uh, but like the last uh, couple of years, it's been kind of like, eh. I mean, I mean, at least on me, just because like, like I said, like I do like the sport and I do like to watch it and I do admire some of the things, but I mean, just like, just like uh, what you say, I don't religiously follow it, Yeah. but I do agree that out of all the years, probably this was the most, um, meh, if you want to call it like that. Uh, I like that. Super Bowl. I like that description. Yeah, because it was like, uh, like I could, like I could live without it. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. I'm gonna say like the, the thing year. that actually hurt the most for me, like the band that got canceled, it was the Olympics. I know that's like uh, way out of the subject, but that's something <laughs> that I actually hurt. Uh, you know, being uh, being canceled. So I mean, if Super Bowl would have been canceled, at least this one, you know, like. If you put together like how the game was, the halftime show, the commercial, the show, and the marketing, for me, it was kind of like, meh. Like you know, I could live without it. Yeah, uh, you know, it, I think um, for like a couple of other commercial ones, I do. I, I actually liked was the Bud Light one, um, and then there was Wayne's World, where they actually showed up uh, for for basically Uber Eats. Oh, I miss oh, that okay. one. I miss that one too. Um, and then and then another one was usually like Dorito. It goes super hard on, at the Super Bowl, right? Like they have like the one with the time travel back. You know, a couple Super Bowls. Oh awesome. yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, and, and there's a couple other ones, but this one, you know, I think they only had one, and it was with the uh, the Flat Matthews. I think I missed that it one was too. Matthew McConaughey. Um, oh, 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 yeah. Basically, the the Doritos is actually three D, but but uh, but uh, Matthew McConaughey is actually two uh, D. So he's just walking around as a two D character in a three D world, and then he goes into like <laughs> one of the vending machines, and inside of it there's the three uh, D Doritos bag. And so oh, he okay. takes a bite of it and he expands inside of the machine. The, oh the, yes, know, I did. I did see that machine. one. I yeah. did see that one. Yeah. Last year, Doritos also made a commercial, right? I, I mean, I think they did the one with uh, Peter Dinklage and Morgan Freeman, where Peter Dinklage was like rapping and Morgan Freeman uh, was like lip singing. Do you know which one I'm telling you about? Uh, I don't remember it. Yeah, last year they they, they also uh, did a promo. It was actually really good. Like Doritos is actually like this last couple of years. I'm pretty sure they have a, like more commercials, but at least these these two couple of years, 
I think it was actually like, uh, like pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the other one that I kind of liked was uh, Scissor Hands. Oh, the scissor oh, hammer yeah, one was funny. That one was funny. It was kind of pointless, but it was, it was yeah. funny. Well, just let's just think about it. Like, um, I don't know who like owns the right to 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 the movie, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was like. I mean, if it was me, like with the idea of putting the scissor hands, and it was uh, what is the name of the actress that it was with the kid? Because the kid is Timothy Shamala or something like that. Tim- Timothy something. Uh, he's a pretty good actor. He's gonna be in in, in the movie Dunes, but um, like the the girl that she over there, like the mom, if you want to call it, I think it was it was mom. I think she was the girl from the original movie, if I'm not mistaken. I might be, but I I, I think it was her. But I mean, if I if I was like like the guy behind all this, it'll be like, uh, okay, so let's just see like how people will react like if like if Edward Scissorhands actually had a kid. And I, this was it. I didn't realize that Edward Scissorhands in the original movie was played by Johnny Depp. Really? I, yeah, <laughs> I did not know that um, at all. It is actually interesting because there's actually a lot of movies where he does play as the character. Oh, yeah. No. Anyway. Yeah, and it's just so weird because you don't realize it. Yeah, it's That's crazy. He He's definitely diverse. Um, definitely interesting. Uh, the, the thing that I found funny about the the Edward Scissorhand ones is the fact that whether, whether it's talked about or not, all of these companies have to like the all electrical comp, the electric car manufacturers. And really that was a Cadillac commercial, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah. And they're not particularly a car electric car manufacturer. They're just a car manufacturer, but all these people now because of Tesla and because of um, what's the other one? The Lucid Motors. No, not Neo. Lucid. The other one. Um, Neo. No. So I think it starts with an F. They were gonna move out here anyway. Um, they're another one that they're they're trying to produce electric cars, but oh, they Faraday? have. Yeah, Faraday. 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 Yeah. Yep, Faraday Future. Um, they have to kind of compete with with uh, Elon's way of doing things. And Elon's way of doing things is very uh, nonchalant, very much out in the open. Because, I mean, he's always on Twitter. I mean, look at even the whole uh, catastrophe with the um, Tesla truck and him throwing that giant ball against it and saying, oh, look, like, oh, look, you can take a sledgehammer to it. Oh, look, the windows are bulletproof. And then he throws this giant steel ball at the window and it breaks a window. Did did you... I don't know if you heard the explanation behind that. Yeah, the fact that the sledgehammer it actually impacted like the corner of the glass and it weakened it. Yeah, I, yeah. I heard, we'll have to we'll have to talk about some of these mechanical things because that's more of what I'm into. Um, yeah, in life, <laughs> I, I believe that though. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, I would too. It makes perfect yeah. sense. You know, when it, it's the same way, like you can take a hammer to a coffee table. Um, <laughs> And hit it decently hard and it won't break. But as soon as you hit a raw edge on glass, it will instantly shatter. Um, and that's just a property of glass itself. But, um, hey, but it didn't go through. Yeah, it didn't go through. That, that's um, the point that it didn't go but, through. <laughs> but that's the funny part is even how he dealt with that. You could hear him cuss in the video. Oh, and it's yeah, like yeah. he was genuinely shocked. And he's like, well, I guess that's what happens when you do these demos live. And he just played it off. And, and it was a massive thing. But... He he, the PR behind it was great 
because it created yeah. this buzz. But how he dealt with it, it wasn't like a, oh, no, that didn't happen. Or, oh, no, that wasn't. It was like, yeah, you know, it's imperfect. It's a car. It's kind of like we'll have to talk about this later on on some other subjects. But it's kind of like this whole GME and AMC stock thing with Robin Hood. The way you handle PR can either kill your company or escalate it massively. And just the way that Elon is so open and and just nonchalant about it, it even at times people thinking he doesn't even care, like doesn't take it seriously. Um, it just kind of helps him because it shows you like, okay, this dude is a genius and he's a multi-trillionaire now. He's the richest person in the world. Um, yeah. And he he just he's human. So like I was saying, I feel like they have to do something funny. Cadillac going back to how it even came into this conversation. I feel like all these electric company these uh, these manufacturers that are trying to get into the electric cars are having to actually have a sense of humor, have a sense of of humanity because of how he's driven his company. Yeah, and and in with with all the um commercials that we did get for the halftime, you know, two of them were about electric vehicles, so they're kind of pushing them in right now and both of them I actually really did like because like I said Norway, you got uh, Will Sparrow, or um, Will Ferrell. Will, and then um, then you got the Cadillac, and that was pretty cool. Um, which I actually did like that that uh, that vehicle, and then of course you know the Hummer, um, electric the Hummer one. That was uh, I can't wait for that to come out too. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I think the halftime. And then the commercial was okay. Yeah, I, I would was, I would agree with that summary. Yeah, um, you there, Alan? Yeah, no, uh, my camera. We, we just we just lost your video. It's all good. Um, all right. Well, this episode's getting a little long. Um, this is of course our first episode. So, are you guys cool with wrapping it up? We can uh, introduce. I know we had a couple more topics to talk about. But uh, we just oh, took, fine. <laughs> yeah, a couple, uh, yeah, a couple more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll we'll wrap it up here. Um, I gotta go see my wife. <laughs> exactly, gotta go, gotta go back to go back to society. To um, yeah, but see you got you so, are listening to the Anchorman's podcast. Um, our conversation, our topic of conversation next week, at least one of them is. Um, vacation destinations so that will be a fun one um i will sign us out but you guys if there's any comments before the end of it you guys can go ahead alan and michael well i'm basically just uh too excited to start this project hopefully people start to get it to know us a little bit more and to join this space uh free conversation and um hopefully one day we start getting uh, you know uh, everything together and you know we can like uh get live and get the, our listeners if we ever end up getting listeners uh to, to you know to participate uh, with those to to share their opinions to give us comments and all that and well i mean just as i say uh whoever who listens to this um thank you for joining uh likewise same here um you know this is a, an interesting um thing to do which is podcasting um and it's actually pretty fun so i'm glad i'm here with everyone or with with you too um hopefully we can do many more of these and 
and find um, others who are listening. And uh, we'll keep continuing growing this, uh, making it more interesting and um, wanting to definitely hear other people's opinions and what they think about our show, of course, the podcast for the Anchorman. Um, but I'm glad. Man. Can't wait. I'll be here. <laughs> I'll be here with the podcast. Awesome. Well, sounds good. So uh, this is the Anchorman's podcast. We will see you guys next week. And until then, stay safe and uh, have fun.